now it's time for some midweek thoughts. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Last week during midweek thoughts, I brought up the, a quote about perfectionism, saying that like perfection is. It's not a quest for your best. It is a quest to actually find the very worst in yourself and exploit that to keep you from doing anything, right? Mm -hmm. And for so many people, I think that that's what perfectionism is. It's just trying to be perfect, trying to make things so good, um, and that that's just simply unattainable. Um, but I forgot a little demon that actually is perfection and why, like, what is it that we're, we're aiming for? Mm-hmm. Like, what exactly is perfectionism? So I want to read a couple quotes from this book, um, from Brene Brown, again, the gifts of imperfection and talking about perfectionism. Perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it's the thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. Man, there are people in this world that are way smarter than me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. After hearing that, it's like, that's crazy that she came to that conclusion because that's so true. Right. I'll continue. Yeah, go ahead. Perfection is not self-improvement. Perfectionism is, at its core, about trying to earn approval and acceptance. Most perfectionists were raised being praised for achievement and performance, grades, manners, rule-following, people-pleasing, appearance, sports. Somewhere along the way, we adopt this dangerous and debilitating belief system. I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. Please perform perfect. Healthy striving is self-focused. How can I improve? Perfectionism is other-focused. What will they think? Wow. Which really <laughs> fucks up with my parenting headspace. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things, like I want to, I want to compliment my kids for and like say, Hey, good job. Well done. Like they form these patterns over time and they begin to get recognized for these things. And all of a sudden they realize that being good at that thing becomes their identity. Yeah. And when they're not good at that thing, then it feels like a little bit of the identity is shattered. Yeah, it's so true. And I talked about it uh, last year. I made a post about it. And I just reposted it on Facebook um, about complimenting kids, like complimenting little girls if they're wearing a princess dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, you look so cute. You get a little princess dress. But when they're wearing everyday clothes, they don't get any compliments. Mm-hmm. And without them even doing anything, they just learn I get attention when I wear this nice looking princess dress Hmm. and they begin to associate that attention with the dress. Yeah. That's incredibly harmful. Wow. And I think about kids that, you know, they get a good test grade or whatever and their parents praise them and give them like a piece of candy or something. And then they get like a B and the parents like, I don't know, you know, I think you can do better. Yeah. And so now this kid thinks I need to be better. I need to be amazing. So my parents love me. Yeah. It's incredibly damaging. And I think people do it without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And you got to be careful. And it's all about praising the effort. Mm -hmm. Everybody always like, you know, they, they, the participation ribbons and the participation trophies and all of that stuff. And people are like, like, yeah, they don't, they didn't win. They shouldn't get anything. Yeah. They're kids. They made an effort. That's the important part. Because if we discourage them from even trying, Mm -hmm. We're going to have a whole generation of people that will just never even try. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's what's happening today. You have 
a few big names of people that are making it and everybody else afraid of trying. Yeah. And I also think that there's, since there's no ceiling on things, people feel like it can always be better. Just that narrative of it can always be better. You're not there yet. It can always be better. And like, and that can be a good thing in a way, but can also be really harmful if you're not in a healthy mindset. Because if you're not secure in who you are, that's just like a recipe for disaster, thinking that you're never good enough. Mm -hmm. So, And there will always be something to improve or work mm -hmm. on forever. Everything changes so fast. Did I ever tell the analogy on the podcast about whenever somebody wants to move out of their house and they want me to come in as a painter and touch some things up? Mm -hmm. There's a couple flaws that they see in their house where they're just like, hey, I think if we just touch this up, it would be great. And I'm like, no, (laughs) leave it the way it is. Trust me. Because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to touch all that stuff up and you won't see that anymore. But you, now you'll see other things. They'll show up and be like, ah, oh, we should, we should probably do that too. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'll do that. And then they'll want to touch up other things too. Mm-hmm. They'll see other things too. And it'll be never ending. And I'm like, so I say from the very beginning, why don't you just let me paint the whole thing hmm. and have it be brand new instead of just trying to fix it? And people, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, but I'm not interested at all. And going around and touching up these little things that you see, because I know from my experience that then you would just see something else that needs improvement. Mm-hmm. So just hmm. either do the whole thing or don't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. Or set a clear guideline. Here's a good, this is a tangible one, saying mm-hmm. set a clear guidelines. This is what I'm going to do. These are the trouble areas. These are the things we can improve. And then as soon as that's done, we're done. Mm-hmm. Period. Be happy with it. Yeah. And stop looking. Mm-hmm. So. That is good. Got some more stuff on perfectionism. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, some things I highlight. This is a great book for everybody, but perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought. Oh, I already said that. She wrote things twice in her book. <laughs> Are you sure you're still reading the same thing? She wrote things twice. It says the same thing on the same page here. So you just found an error in the book. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. See, even she did that on purpose. It's an Easter egger. Damn, it's an Easter egger. Dude, this is so funny. So <laughs> in her own She's book. She's like, even I'm not perfect. Even she didn't even do it on purpose. Probably they're the same exact thing over here. Uh, I'm sure it's just repetition, but I see over here. I read it, but I did not highlight it over here. I highlighted it as the same. Thing. It's the exact same paragraph. It's the exact same paragraph. Dude. Anyway. Um, I read something. So here, here we go. Feeling shamed, judged, and blamed, and the fear of these feelings are realities of the human experience. So do you hear that, everybody? Those things are all realities that you just need to accept that there will be times in your life you will feel shame, you will feel judged, and you will be blamed. That doesn't mean they're bad. That just means it's a reality of life that we need to know how to process those things and handle those things and not take it so damn personal. All right. So perfectionism actually increases the odds that we'll experience these painful emotions and often leads to self blame. It's my fault. I'm feeling this way because I'm not good enough. Hmm. And these are all just things, this quest to try to be our best and put our best self out there. And like I said last week, that, that uh, person who, who wants to be open and vulnerable with their community on Facebook and then they spend about fifth, take about 15 selfies of them feeling frustrated and sad and upset. And then find the best selfie that makes them look the best mm-hmm. to feel bad. Right. They're not even being true and vulnerable to the, they're even trying to be perfect and feeling not perfect mm-hmm. because they don't want to have people pinpoint and pick apart these little things. And, mm-hmm. 
And that's a thing I'm trying to squash in my own life. And I just need to like, just get over it. Right. Just put yourself out there. Right. So. That was good. Yeah, that's all I have highlighted here. <laughs> that's so funny that it repeated. I know. I, I, I think it is an Easter egg. Or she's like, look, guys, let's do this. Let's let's write the same thing twice. And see if, and they, see if anybody notices. See how relatable I am? Yep. I'm not perfect. Yep. Um, but she is good. Brene Brown tells a lot of stories about No, that's that amazing. And I, I don't know if there's much you can ruminate on this. It's because it's short and concise. Right. Um, and I, I think deep down, just pe- like my penis. <laughs> Concise. Um, <laughs> I think that people are smart. Try recovering from I that think, one. I think people are smart <laughs> and they know, they know that perfection is not achievable. So I think that, I think that we know this, but I think that there is this thing as kids that is formed in us as we get older. Logically, we know that that it isn't right, but still the behavior is still there. Even though logically we know, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, what well, it's, it's, it's kind of goes back to that thing where like cooking the ham, you cut the ham in half. It's yeah. like, well, why are you cutting? It's like, you don't have, like, you know, logically you don't need to do this. Yeah. Or the but, guy, he thinks he does because that's the way his grandma always did it. And that yeah, makes the best ham. Yeah. But you don't have to cut the ham in half to, no. to cook the ham. So what I'm getting at is like, there's a lot of things we're doing in life that, logically we know is stupid but it's just so ingrained in us and i think that that comes from childhood that comes from feeling like we need to be perfect because if we weren't perfect we didn't get validated so i think what i'm trying to get at is like you can break these cycles um and that is just being conscious of it i feel like there's like a loop everyone's on a loop and we find comfort in this loop but there's always this hiccup that keeps us stuck in the loop and you wouldn't be in the loop if the hiccup wasn't there and so I think finding where that hiccup is, it's like, you know, I, I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm, I'm sorting through this problem, sorting through this problem. Oh, wait, it gets hard. Oh, there's the hiccup. Okay. No, okay. Let's go back through the loop again. It's safe. Oh, there's, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. finding where your hiccup is and breaking that wall. And I think that's where you find growth. So there's that. See you guys later. That was pretty good. That was I enjoyed good. that. See you Monday.